So um, someone asked me recently, a, 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 a student, someone that, uh, someone that I um, would hang out with from time to time and, and uh, give, give rides to, uh, she looked at me and she said, what an, what's an Eve? What's an Eve? Can somebody tell me what an Eve is? Night before something, right? The night before something. So Christmas Eve is the night before Christmas. Good job. Pat yourselves on the back. Okay, snaps for all of you. All right. And we celebrate Christmas Eve, right? But, but an Eve is, it could be anything, right? Could be anything. Like Hallow's Eve is, is, is also known as Halloween, right? And, but but, but some, of, some of us may remember the night before something great in your life. Right? I remember the night um, before I became a dad for the first time. And uh, it was Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, and, and Kristen, Kristen and I uh, tried to go eat some Mexican. And there was like a two and a half hour wait. So we did what anybody would do. We left. And, uh, and we went and played mini golf. Or as we call it in the South, putt-putt. We went putt-putting. And, uh, and, and we went and played mini golf. And, uh, and I don't even remember what we ate that night, but it wasn't Mexican uh, food on Cinco de Mayo, which is a bummer because uh, the line was too long. But I, re- I remember uh, the playing the mini golf uh, the night before coming to Daddy, right? Some of you may get excited on the eve of a vacation, right? You're so excited. Some of you are the opposite of excited, right? Because you're responsible for, for the packing of everything and everyone, right? Making sure that all, everything makes the trip, right? And so it might not, you might not look at that as with, with such excitement, right? But more uh, dread or stress, right? But, but you get the point, right? That the eve is the night before something big, right? The night before something big. Some of us look back on some eves, right? And with, with not such great memories, right? The eve of something big, maybe, maybe kind of in the, in the sad sense, right? Or dread sense, right? The eve of, 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 of something um, that you weren't quite looking forward to, but it was significant, right? But we remember those eves, some of those eves, some of those nights before something big, right? And that's what Christmas is all about, right? The night before something big, right? And significant. And so tonight I want to talk about three reasons why this eve is so important. Three reasons why this eve is so important. And to do that, I just want to read to you. Our kids did a great job um, uh, telling the Christmas story on the screen, didn't they? I mean, just an awesome job. Backman Groves, you guys did awesome. Wallens, okay, Champas, everybody, everybody did so good. Uh, we love that. Bushes, you guys did. Uh, you were something. Okay, um, but, uh, but I want to I look at Luke 2, 1 through 21, and, uh, and just read it to you, and then we're going to talk about three reasons that this night is so big for us, this eve, the eve of something big, all right? So Luke chapter 2, this, all, this will sound familiar to you, at least some of it. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Curinus was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them 
in the inn. Things were chaotic, right? Because everybody was getting registered. Everybody was getting counted. Everybody had to kind of check in under, uh, under the leadership, right? And under the government. And so everything was chaotic and there was no room for them in the inn. Yet this Mary comes and needed a place to have this baby, right? And, uh, and, so, and so they found this beautiful, newly uh, stained barn, right? That, that had plenty of hay and warmth in it, right? No, it was, it, it, studies say it was a, more like a cave, right? More like a cave with animals and, th- and different things like, but, but nonetheless, right? Not the most um, uh, comforting, prestigious uh, um, um, uh, place to, 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 to have a baby, especially uh, Jesus, Verse 8, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord, Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, and I want you to get this, that will be for the people of Summit Church. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I bring you good news of great joy for the Summit Church folks, right? Isn't that what it says up there? No, it says all people, right? And that's important for us to get right now in 2021, amen? Come on now. I might preach tonight at Christmas Eve. I'll still have you out by seven, but I might preach a little bit if that's all right, okay? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And listen, even if, even if, and, and let, me, let me go as far as to say, right, push the envelope a little bit on Christmas Eve, especially if they don't yet believe in Jesus. Especially if those folks haven't yet trusted Jesus as their Savior. Because you hear, you hear it's so common, right? When you tell somebody about the hope that you have in Christ, right? Oh, I could never give my life to Jesus. I, I've got too much. Right? I'm too broken. I'm too sinful. I'm too messy. Right? There's no way that God could love me. And yet we read this good news of great joy that would be for all the people. Now, I had another Christmas Eve message written for tonight that we're not going to go with. Okay? I might save it for next year. So I'll just give you a little bit of a taste right now. And you've got 365 days to get ready for it. Okay? Right? Couldn't we all use some good news? Maybe I should have gone with that message. That got a response right there. More than the Eve thing in the beginning, right? We could all use some good news. I've got some good news for you tonight of great joy. And guess what? It's for you. It's for all people. It's for your coworkers. Guess what? It's even for the person you don't like. That's going to eat the last piece of pie tomorrow. Too many heads are nodding right now. Some of y'all identified with that. Right? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And listen, everybody just say all real quick. All. I just want you to make sure that you grasp that. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, the shepherds around the field, right, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appears to them, right? They're, they're, they're a little freaked out by that, right? Rightfully so, okay? Not many people went out to visit these outcast shepherds that were just keeping watch over flocks, especially at night. And typically, when someone did approach them, it wasn't nice, if you know what I'm saying. 
Okay, it wasn't a glorious encounter. And yet this angel showed up and said, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, one more time, which shall be for all the people. For unto you, here's the good news. Here's the good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel the multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go. I love that. There was good news of great joy that was going to be for all the people. And the shepherds immediately looked at each other and said, we got to go. Like there's a baby that was just born, savior of the world. We've got to go check this out, right? We've got to go check this out, right? We've got to go. It's like Chick-fil-A comes to town. You just got to go. You'll wait in line two and a half hours. It doesn't matter. The glory land has arrived in Westbrook. You got to go, right? The shepherds look at each other. We got to go, right? We got to go. See, let us go at once. And they went with haste. I love that too. And we found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. They caused awe. And everybody there, right? Mary and Joseph, they caused awe, wonder, worship in in everyone that they told because they were testifying that this angel appeared to us out in the field. And we were just sitting there, right? We were playing cribbage. We were minding our own business, right? That's not in there, okay? By the way, I added the cribbage part, all right? But who knows what they were doing, right? And and we were just sitting there. The angel of the Lord appeared to us and and told us this. We had to come see it. it. And it stirred awe. It stirred worship in every person that they told. Verse 19, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. One of the biggest things I want you to get tonight in this is that it's the eve of Jesus, right? I mean, spoiler alert, right? It's the eve of Jesus, right? But the biggest thing I want you to get is right there at the end in verse 20. Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. God's a God that keeps His promises. God's a God that keeps His promises. No matter how it looks right now, no matter what kind of season you're in right now, no matter what kind of season you're walking out of, no matter what kind of season you're walking into, we trust that God is a God that keeps his promises. And the eve of Christmas, right, the eve of Jesus being born into the world is proof that God keeps his promises. That there was a Savior that was going to come and pay a debt that we couldn't pay for all the people. That's the good news of great joy, right? That we have a debt that we couldn't pay without Jesus coming and being the sacrifice that he was. And before he could be a sacrifice, that's Easter, right? Before he could do that, he had to come. He had to step out of heaven, right? He had to come and be born And that's what Christmas is all about. So, which leads me to the first thing I want to tell you. That tonight is the eve of a great Savior. Tonight is the eve of a great Savior. When we think of Jesus, 
right? I want you to think Savior. Because here's the deal. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. Sometimes more than others. Some folks more than others. Amen? No elbowing. Okay? But we need a Savior. Ever since the entrance of sin in the world in Genesis, this world has needed a Savior, each and every person. God knew that, and He promised a Savior. In Genesis 3.15, in the Garden of Eden, Eden, God pronounces both a curse upon the serpent, right, and a prophecy of hope for the world concerning a Savior who would be born. So this story, right, that Jesus fulfills here in Luke was, was prophesied and told all the way back in Genesis. And from the very beginning, from the very beginning, the world was looking forward to the eve of the great Savior. One who would rescue all people from sin. One who would crush the head of the enemy. We see it in John, thir- uh, in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. We talked about it this past Sunday. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Go into verse 17. Behold, I've not come into the world to condemn the world but to save the world. Jesus came to seek and save that which those who were lost, right? Which sounds like a Savior, doesn't it? Sounds like a Savior. We need a Savior. There was a great, there was also, right, in our own lives, an eve of a great Savior. Uh, Anybody remember the night that uh, you surrendered your life to Jesus? Anybody remember? I remember. I ate Little Caesar's pizza. I, I, I I remember the place where I was. I remember the things that happened, right? I remember that night. I was 10 years old, right, when I surrendered my life to Jesus. That's when my John 3.16 moment happened where I realized, right, that I lacked and God didn't, but God sent Jesus into this world to be my Savior. And so the second thing that I want to point out about Jesus is that this is the eve of abundant life. Now, this is, this is something I like to talk about around here because, you know, um, we church people, we've got, we've got a little bit of a reputation, don't we? And it's okay. It's okay. Like, we've got a little bit of a reputation at times. Um, and I got, I got to tell you, some of, the things, some, some, some of the things that we have a reputation for, you know, I, I miss. And, and, and hear, me, hear me out on this, Jim, okay, because I'm not saying we need to go back. All right, but but we have a reputation at times for for being a little uh, stuffy, right? Anybody ever anybody ever heard people talk about the church just being stuffy? Anybody ever experienced the church being stuffy? Okay, okay. So I see those hands, right? Wearing your Sunday best, right? Which I mean, hey, I've got my shirt tucked in tonight, right? That's a big deal for me. It's a big deal for me, and I'm not. Oh, I'm wearing jeans. They just don't necessarily look like. I just spoiled that. Okay. <laughs> Right? But we, we, have, we have this reputation. Here's what I want to say about this. and Some of you have probably heard me say this before. This is the eve of abundant life. Jesus says in, or excuse me, John writes in John chapter 20, verse 21, 
There are many other signs and wonders that were done that are not written in this book. But these are written that you, have may, that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus didn't come born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. The angel didn't appear to the shepherds, right? The whole birth story and the whole, the, the, the whole way that Mary even finds out that she's going to give birth to a son and call him Jesus, right? Christ the Lord, Savior, right? All of, all of these things didn't happen, right? So that we could sit in a place, right, of worship, right? In a posture of worship and be bored, Right? I mean, the story of the Savior is a story of abundant life, and it ought to be celebrated. Right? I mean, this is something that you want to talk about joy to the full, right? This is something to be excited about, right? That this is the eve of abundant life. We are celebrating tomorrow. And look, listen, listen, listen. I know some of you are probably sitting here and you're like, I don't even know why we're here, right? Jesus wasn't born December 25th. Get a life. I mean, come on, right? I mean, did Hannaford not have what you were looking for? Okay, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get upset and 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 twist. He was born at some point, right? And who cares? This is the day we've chosen, right? I agree. We could have chosen a day in June, July when it was warmer. We could have cooked out, right? Had a pool party, right? All those different things. But then we wouldn't have had White Christmas. Right? The Christmas lights wouldn't be as pretty, shining off the ice. We don't get that down in the south. Okay? Right? And so, and so, and so, and so let me just let me just put that beside and tell you in the most loving, gracious way that I can, that if that's an issue for you, you need to build yourself a bridge for Christmas. And get over it. This isn't in my notes. <laughs> but I'm, what do the kids say? I'm triggered by this, right? That we get so, that we get so worked up and upset about things that don't even matter, right? And yet we're supposed to be salt and light. Okay, that was free, right? Abundant life, right? That, that there were many other signs and wonders that were, that were done that aren't written in this book, that weren't recorded in the Bible, right? Genesis to Revelation, right? But these are written that you may have life and have it to the full. And so this Eve, right? We celebrate tomorrow Jesus coming to earth to give and offer abundant life to those who had no hope. That's why we talk about hope every Advent season. The already but not yet. That Jesus coming brought hope. Jesus coming again brings a hope, right? For us to live for. That He's coming again one day to take us home. John 14, behold, I'm going to prepare a place for you. If it weren't so, why would I have told you? And guess what? I'm coming back. And in the meantime, I'm sending the helper, the Holy Spirit, to help you get through COVID-19 and, and all the crazy. Right? And so, and so, it's an eve of hope. And that word hope is what separates Christianity from every other religion. Why? Because we have hope in an abundant life. It's the eve of abundant life. So it's the eve of a Savior, right? We all need a Savior. And it's the eve of abundant life. And number three, number three, 
It's the eve, and I didn't know any other way to put this, but it's kind of been the theme of our Advent season. It's the eve of enough. And really not just our Advent season, we've been talking about this ever since we walked through Galatians starting in September, right? That Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. I was asked this morning that, um, that, that what, do you, what do you hope? What do you hope for um, what do you hope for the people of Summit, right, as they, leave, as they leave your Christmas Eve service tonight, as they come to Christmas Eve? What do you hope for the people of Summit? And, uh, and I, thought, I thought for a moment, um, um, and, uh, and I said, you know, I think my biggest hope for the people of Summit and our guests tonight is a renewed focus around the person and work of Jesus. Because He's enough. He's enough. He was enough. He was enough for the past. He is enough for right now. And He's going to be enough tomorrow. And the next day. And next week. And next year. And the year after that. And the year after that. We get so distracted. And for good. And I get it. I get it. We, I'm saying we, I'm not saying you, right? We get so distracted. We get so distracted this time of year by the, the wrappings of Christmas and all the things that we've got to get done and the checklists and all the, all the stuff, right? We get so distracted financially. We get so distracted job-wise, responsibility-wise. We get so distracted. We get excited about something. We enjoy it. Then, boom, the next thing comes. Can I just tell you something? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying that all of those things don't have their place. What I am saying is that Jesus is enough to satisfy. That you don't have to keep clawing at the next thing or the next job or the next raise or the next promotion or the next this or the next relationship or this or that, right? For satisfaction. Jesus is enough to satisfy. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says this, Blessed are those, blessed are those, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You know why they're satisfied? Because Jesus is enough. Because Jesus is enough. And on the eve of Christmas, on the eve of His birth, it does us well to sit and think about how Jesus came to be the Savior of the world. For all people. For all people. It does us well to think about how Jesus brings with Him abundant life. All of these things were done so that you might have life and have it to the full. Life overflowing. And it does us well to remember that Jesus is enough. No matter what anybody tells you, Scripture says Jesus is enough. And so my prayer for you tonight, my prayer for us tonight, is that we see Jesus as Savior. 
We see Jesus as life giver. And we see Jesus as enough. Before tomorrow even comes, He's enough. And so my question for you tonight is kind of threefold around those things. Right? Very plainly and simply, my question for you is, do you know Jesus as Savior? Are you experiencing the abundant life that He offers? And are you embracing Him as enough for you? Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity, very simply, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would just join me in prayer. Tonight, if you're sitting in this room and you say, man, Pastor Travis, I haven't even met you yet, but tonight, I need a Savior. I want to invite you to embrace Jesus as your Savior. If you've never done that before, let me tell you about it. Okay, Jesus came to this earth to give you life. All the things we've talked about to be enough for you. He doesn't promise that it's going to be easy. But He promises to be with you. He promises that you won't be alone. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And here's the promise. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. That's the promise. That's the call. That's a commission to those that follow Him and trust Him as Savior. And if you're sitting here tonight and you've never done that, and you're the person that just gets dragged to Christmas Eve service year after year after year. Can I tell you that, that I've been praying for you this week? And I just want to offer you the best gift you could receive this Christmas. The gift of salvation. That we don't deserve, that we didn't earn, but Jesus offers us anyway. And so tonight, if you want to say yes to Jesus and invite Him into your life for the first time, would you just lift up your hand? Anybody at all? And I'll lead you in a prayer. We'll keep going. Anybody at all? I'll give you about 10 seconds. Okay. Well, Christian, then I challenge you. Those that aren't ready, I challenge you. That as you walk through the rest of this eve and then you embrace the day tomorrow where we celebrate the birth of Christ. To do so seeing Him as Savior. To do so embracing the abundant life that He came to give you and to offer you. And to do so seeing that He's enough. For you. He is enough for you. Father, I pray that as we walk through the rest of this service, that we would look to you with gratitude, with thankfulness. That tonight is the eve of a really big thing in our life. That you came to give us life. 
you came to be enough. In Jesus' name, amen.